Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, where should we start? Should we start at the end and work our way backwards? Should we start with... What most people are still jawing about and processing, I don't know. I could literally spend four hours on one game. It's not the Super Bowl, but the NFL is so big, and it's such a behemoth, and there's so many people weighing in that I'm really anxious to to unpack everything that we saw just a few hours ago at Arrowhead Stadium. Before I say anything, though, Man alive, once again, the Chiefs fans at home remind me that they are among the best in the business. I have been to Arrowhead Stadium. I have been there on the field for a football game. It is so loud, you can't hear yourself think. Also, it was so cold in December that I couldn't feel my feet by halftime, but that's that's irrelevant. It is such an amazing place to watch a football game. So I hope if you ever have the opportunity, you take it. In fact, I really think we should have a Super Bowl at Arrowhead Stadium because it would be amazing. Probably not the same atmosphere, but still pretty cool. As I say, we could spend four hours just on this one game, but we are not going to do that. Being very careful not to touch my monitor tonight because for those of you who are with us to start the show last night, all I did was look at it. I gave it a side eye and all of a sudden my screen went completely dark And I could not get it to come back on for a good 10 minutes. It was literally the second I turned the mic on. And so, all right, not touching it, not looking at it. Just going to focus on the task at hand, which is, yes, the end of week five in the NFL. Can you believe that? Just try that on for size. Week five in the NFL. It's done. It's in the books. But here we are also going into the division round of Major League Baseball playoffs. We have to make sure that we talk about the matchups that are coming up. Or more to the point, we let you hear them talk about the matchups that are coming up. But we've got a lot of football to weave in and out of our divisional round preview. With all four series beginning on Tuesday, I hope you've cleared your schedule. I hope you have nothing else going on. Oh, wait, that's my life. (laughs) Don't be like Amy, whatever you do. 
Sometimes I think about it, muse to myself, why would anyone want my life? <laughs> it's so unbelievably boring. But I, I do know, excuse me, I have to cough. I have no idea why. There's no reason for me to be coughing. Uh, I do know that this time of the year, I tend to have a more negative view, I think, simply because uh, it's all-consuming. But it's good for business, so I'm not going to complain. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Radio, and also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It's a subjective thing, roughing the passer. That's why it's not ever going to be called uniformly from one game to the next, from one week to the next. But if you were on the competition committee, what would you change? How would you define it? Lest you think that it's all completely one-sided. I actually got a few tweets from listeners who believe that the NFL should be doing more, more to protect its quarterbacks. I did not respond to that guy. He is absolutely entitled to his opinion, the one who brought up Tua. But what it did remind me is that this is, in fact, I think, a reaction to Tua. We've now seen two separate reactions. First from independent spotters, and those who are in charge of concussion protocols. And we've seen a reaction on the field when it comes to calls. I truly believe whether it was NFL induced or not, meaning whether the league sent an internal memo or told its referees and officials, this has to be a point of emphasis. Absolutely. The last two days with the controversial roughing the passer calls have to do with Tua. And so maybe the NFL did put that into the educational materials, put that into the tape. After multiple conversations with Gene Steratore, who was a longtime NFL referee, I know every single week they get tapes and they get grades and they get coaching and input from the league about what to look for and how to officiate certain elements. There are always points of emphases. And so maybe, even if we don't get confirmation from the league, that's what the NFL did. But knowing, for instance, the roughing the passer penalty on Grady Jarrett of the Falcons on Sunday afternoon, late in the game against the Bucks. That one's, it looked similar to what happened with Tua. The way that Grady grabbed him around the midsection and kind of rolled him down to the ground. Do I think it was roughing the pass or no? Do I think the hit that Chris Jones put on Derek Carr tonight was roughing the passer? Hell no. What else is he supposed to do? So the idea that it's going to be subjective, we have to keep in mind, right? Because these are not the same officials from every every game. This is not New York who's making the calls. There is no 
review of subjective calls for the most part. Remember they tried that? They tried that with subjective pass interference calls. They tried to make those reviewable, and it turned into an unmitigated disaster. And so subjective calls just by nature I don't think should be reviewable unless they can be measured. But in this case, roughing the passer is the judgment call of the referees and of the officials who are on the site. But I do think they're compensating. We certainly know that the new concussion protocols, Teddy Bridgewater, no concussion symptoms whatsoever. He's still in concussion protocol. He hasn't once shown any signs of a concussion or any signs of flags in protocols. He's been cleared repeatedly, but he's still in protocol. So we're seeing an overreaction in the NFL to what happened with Tua, and it's manifesting itself multiple ways. But also, we've been leaning this direction for years with roughing the passer penalties. I've said it before. I tweeted it. I got a lot of response to it. If we cover the quarterbacks in bubble wrap, would it then be acceptable to tackle them? The number of jokes that I saw on Twitter in the aftermath of the Chris Jones penalty about touch football, and that's coming from people inside the league, as in current players, and not just defensive players. Offensive players, too. The number of people who play football for a living who were incredulous at the roughing the passer call called against Chris Jones and the Grady Jarrett call as well. I don't necessarily believe that millions of people can't be wrong because, of course, we know that happens every day. (laughs) The mob mentality on social media. But I do have more respect and I do take more to heart the reactions from people who are still playing the game or coaching the game for a living. I saw guys like Sean Payton weigh in. Micah Parsons, by the way, if you didn't, if you didn't see what he tweeted, I shared it myself on Twitter. Again, a law radio, but Michael said they want us to play like we're playing in the pro bowl. <laughs> Tony Dungy, the freaking hall of famer. This is not football anymore. I know we have to protect the quarterback, but Chris Jones was recovering a fumble. We have gotten ridiculous with this. Now, I'm not sure I would advocate what Troy Aikman said, which is for them to take the dresses off. Yeah, that that one I <laughs> that one I think may draw a sternly worded memo, but that's Troy Aikman, right? Listen to our friend Boomer Esiason who not only has made multiple appearances on the show, but frequently complains about everything in football and sports every morning when we cross paths with him. Now, sometimes he's in a really good mood, just not lately because of the Mets, but don't tell him that I told you that. Boomer tweeted these two things. Now, again, Boomer, quarterback, NFL MVP, played for multiple franchises and including a Super Bowl. What has happened to football? That's Boomer. That's a quarterback. Not a defensive player. 
And then right on the heels of that, QBs might as well wear flags. Again, these are quarterbacks who are saying this. Kurt Warner, same thing. You'll hear him in a second. So my question to you is, what do we do? Because I don't think it should be a free-for-all. There needs to be some protection for offensive players, and you can't go back now. We've got almost an entire generation, at least a decade's worth, maybe not a full generation, but a decade's worth of defensive players who have tried to figure out how to tackle without drawing flags. And again, I'm trying to to keep in mind that these are subjective, that what one referee or one official sees isn't what the next game or the next game official will see. And and when I played college basketball, I always had to remind myself, every official referees or makes calls differently. It's our job as athletes to adjust to them. What I would say over and over to my teammates, what I would remind myself over and over is as long as they're consistent. If you're calling it the same way for both teams, it's up to athletes to adjust. I don't know if you saw or you remember the play, and I'd have to go back and look at the defensive um figure out the name of the defensive player. I don't think it was the Max Crosby sack, but I could be wrong. Where he grabbed Patrick Mahomes and kind of spun him around and threw him to the ground. That wasn't a flag, and that's okay. What's infuriating is that it's not called the same across the board, number one. Number two, it's gone so far the other direction where defensive players really can't even make a tackle. And by the way, some of the stuff on Twitter is hysterical. About at this point, a defensive player has to walk up to a quarterback, tap him on the shoulder, and say, hey, I'm tackling you. Or, hey, this is a sack. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty funny, some of the the lines that are on social media. And you know me, sarcasm is my love language. So I couldn't help it as much as I was mad about it because I hate that football has become this or that this is what we're talking about in football when the games are so good and so interesting and the product on the field is so dramatic. It's so scintillating. It's so entertaining. And we're talking about two calls. In how many games and how many snaps over the weekend? And so that annoys me. Now, I say it all the time, and I'll say it again. No game. The outcome of no game ever comes down to one snap, one moment, one call, even a a horrific call, it's not that simple. Games are not decided by one play. That's just, it's that's dumb. Otherwise, why do they play 60 minutes? It's just, that's not football. It's not really any sport. And so I hate that narrative that the refs are giving the game to this team or giving the game to that team. In case you don't remember, the roughing the passer penalty against Chris Jones happened on the final Raiders drive of the first half. So final Raiders drive of the second quarter. There was a minute 13 to go. Not only did he fumble and Jones recovered it, but that was all wiped out. And so they were given a first down. It did ultimately lead to a 50-yard field goal by Daniel Carlson. At that point... 
the Raiders were up 13. Did you see what happened inside the stadium? The fans went crazy. They didn't stop booing. They didn't stop supporting their team until the team got off the field and into the locker room. And and by the way, it may have given, is it Matt Wright? Matt Wright was their their fill-in kicker. It may have given Matt Wright all the extra juice he needed to hit a 58-yard field goal, which is before halftime. And the roar behind that field goal. He must have felt like he was the king of the world. Of course, he had missed earlier and he missed later. But in that moment, he was walking on air. And the support, not to mention that turning point of that call, changed the game. From that point on, the Chiefs were in control. So as much as people want to point to, hey, the refs are giving this to this team and blah, 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 it's not that simple. That call should have helped the Raiders, and I guess ultimately it did with three points, but it lit a fire under Kansas City. So we're going to get to all the the big moments. Devontae Adams, wow. Travis Kelsey, double wow. Yes, roughing the passer. Yes, going for two when you're down by one late in the game. Yes, friendly fire. And if you don't know what I mean, I I will explain. (laughs) As much as football is serious, is it not also hysterical? Sometimes the things that happen on a football field, it's the best reality show in TV. (laughs) Ooh, Mike Tomlin's definitely not doing a whole lot of laughing these days. I hope he's sleeping. Okay, find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, what should what should the NFL do? What should officials do? How would you define roughing the passer? Again, we do want to protect our most valuable commodities. And, and you know, quarterbacks aren't as tough as all the other players. <laughs> That's not true. I'm just teasing. But how do you define it? I'll also let you hear from Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams, who made a huge mistake, huge mistake, as he was walking off the field. You may not have still been paying attention, but a a moment that he already regrets and probably regretted right away. We'll explain. So much to unpack. From Raiders and Chiefs to wrap week five. Plus, Matt Rule gets fired in Carolina. We get an update on multiple injuries because that's Monday. And in general, we got to sift through the rubble of week number five. If you haven't yet voted for Mortification Monday, the teams that should be most mortified on this Monday, well, you've still got time. That poll is up on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or my Twitter. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. This will be fun. And it's going to fly.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Gun snap, dropping back, moves up, hit as he throws, down he goes, and he was brought down and sacked by Chris Jones. Flag thrown on the play, back at the 38, the sack came at the 42, it's a loss of four right now. Chris Jones may be playing as well as any defensive tackle in pro football, as the officials... It's going to get called for one here. I have a feeling it's going to be landing on top of the quarterback. Wow. Ah. It's all about quarterback safety. 107 to play in the first half. Personal foul. Personal foul. Roughing the passer. Number 97. Defense. 15-yard penalty. On a 
automatic first down. I think he meant 95. I believe right? he yeah. meant 95 too. This was just one of those. It was just a football play. But Chris Jones, as he was going for the sack, his entire body weight lands on Derek Carr. Really, absolutely nothing he can do right here as he's just going for the sack and, right. and getting the ball out. He's got. He's. I mean. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It's kind of funny when a guy like Kurt Warner is a little lost for words. And obviously, Kevin Harlan does a phenomenal job calling the sack, calling the fumble. Even as I look up at NFL Network, there it is. You know what's crazy about this is that Chris Jones had the ball in one arm and used the other arm to balance his fall and to make sure he did not collapse his full weight on Derek Carr. I mean, it was a really athletic move for a man of his size. No joke. Go back and watch it, or Producer Jay, when you have a chance, if you want to use the video on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. He actually had the ball in the crook of one elbow He's got the ball wrapped up like he's Josh Jacobs and on the with the other arm as he's falling down using his left arm to actually brace himself so he doesn't land directly on Derek Carr. I mean, it's it's a really amazing athletic feat of strength. I would have looked much more awkward. <laughs> It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We'd love to hear from you on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page, of course. So how about Chris Jones? Let's hear from him about that roughing the passer call late in the second quarter of Monday Night Football. From the ref point of view, he probably looked like that initially. But, you know, and when you look at the replay, it's a whole different thing. So I think now the, to evolve roughing the passer and protecting the quarterback is essentially what we're doing in this league. we got to be able to look at roughing the passers in the booth. You, 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 you take a look at the Grady Jarrett situation. I was going to ask you about that. Did you see that one from yesterday? Of course. It's all over Twitter. And, 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 and what type of situation that was in the game. That was the third down stop also. And then when you take that in the initiative, if we're able to view it in the booth and the referees can get a second look because it's happening so fast, maybe we can change that because now it's getting absurd. You know what I'm saying? Now it's causing teams games. You know, that was a fourth down stop on Grady Jarrett. They, the team would have got the ball back and, and you know, who, who knows what would have happened. But for them not to be able to, to look at that, you know, when you sit on videos, you know, you can, you know, and faster, when it's faster you on the field and happen that fast, you know, the ref, they might see something different. But when they're able to, like, look at the video and see that it's not roughing the passers, a lot of these roughing the passers would be called back. You know, initially, like today, you know, roughing the passers, I actually stripped the ball and gravity kind of took me to the ground. And that's a roughing the passer call in a critical situation in the game. It's third down. We're down 10 points. You know what I mean? And that's a momentum shift in the game that, that, that could have affected us. I love how he says it could have affected us. In fact, according to Travis Kelsey, that roughing the passer call had the opposite effect. It's Raiders Chiefs, baby. It's going to bring it out of you, man. Especially, um, you know, we started off a little slow, had some calls not go our way, and uh, got not only us fired up, but that entire stadium fired up. Nobody cracked. Nobody, you know, you didn't see doubt in anybody's eyes. All it did was just you know, almost build the beast. 
made us made us kind of uh, rally together, cir circle the wagons in a, in a way, and just uh, and fight for each other. And uh, when you see that out of us, man, it's um we know we can play some good football when when we when we have that kind of mentality. Build the beast. I mean, there are a lot of pro athletes that I absolutely love watching, but Travis Kelsey reminds me why football is my absolute favorite sport to cover. He is, he he's tough as nails. He actually loves contact. Travis Kelsey would like to hit you as much as you Almost would like to hit him. Almost <laughs> He's willing to do the dirty work. Whether he's catching four touchdowns in a game on seven receptions, or whether he's blocking, whether he's a decoy, whether he's providing an option for Patrick Mahomes should he get into trouble, he's willing to do the dirty work. He's committed to his routes. Oh, my gosh. The guy can stop on a dime. A guy that big can slam on the brakes and turn on a dime. And he knows his quarterback, which I also love. The two of them have an incredible rapport. A little bit like ESP. He also loves to dance. If you've... <laughs> And I'm not a good judge of whether or not he's a great dancer, but I, I find it amusing. So I'll say good dancer. Uh, he loves to dance in front of those cameras that pregame that are put in the end zone. And he knows where they are and he will run by them and do some kind of crazy dance. A guy of his size that has nothing to do with rubbing the passer, but just the fact that Travis Kelsey is phenomenal in pretty much every way, shape or form. It's after hours here on CBS sports radio, Gene Steratore was a guest. Actually, this is kind of funny. Our friend Gene Steratore, who's longtime NFL official and actually college basketball ref as well. He's been on the show multiple times. He was watching the game. Now, we follow each other on Twitter, so I know this. He was watching the game. He thought it was going to be an easy Monday night. He was eating some popcorn and hanging out on his couch. And then Westwood One called him up and said, hey, we need you to weigh in on this roughing the passer penalty and the fact that there have been two really controversial calls of similar nature in two days. So with Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner, Gene Steratore gave his opinion on these two roughing the passer calls. The hit yesterday with uh, with Brady in the uh, in the Atlanta game uh, just isn't a roughing the passer call and uh, and tonight I thought there was kind of a two layer with the play we had with Jones tonight where uh, I I actually believe he has possession of the football before the players get to the ground so in that case looking at a body weight or what may have taken Carl Sheffers to that to that call to me was a little perplexing because I think we had a change of possession prior to actually the body's landing. Thank you. But I, I think in, from a 10,000-foot area, look, we're into week five. The, the teams are, are, you know, everybody's got their football legs under them now. The officials need to, to get, get up to that same pace at this point. So he's essentially saying, all right, there's a little bit of wiggle room at the beginning of the season because officials – they're figuring it out too. Sometimes there are new points of emphasis. Sometimes they get directions from the league. And just like the football players themselves, sometimes they're just rusty. <laughs> sometimes they have a, a couple of weeks where they need to settle in. But he absolutely agrees that those are not roughing the passer calls. Not only was the Grady Jarrett... The really, I thought the opposite of roughing the passer. It looked to me like he wrapped him up around the midsection. It had nothing to do with his head, his shoulders, his neck, anything like that. But also, he points out that Chris Jones had already taken the ball away 
from Derek Carr. So how can that be roughing the passer when you can't pass without the ball? I mean, call me crazy. And and actually, the response. So there's a there's one pool. Re- excuse me, I have the hiccups. I don't know why. There's one pool reporter who has access to the the uh, head referee, and that pool reporter. He's allowed to ask the referee to defend, well, to explain the the reason behind controversial calls. And so there was one pool reporter who did reach out to Carl Sheffers, who was the referee. I just want to read you his initial reason why, and you can chew on this. The question from the pool reporter, Adam Tetcher, is this. Can you explain why the play of Chris Jones sacking Derek Carr was called roughing the passer? Sheffers, the quarterback is in the pocket and he's in a passing posture. He gets passing posture. <laughs> I'm going to try not to make fun of this. He gets full protection of the of all the aspects of what we give the quarterback in a passing posture. So when he was tackled, my ruling was the defender landed on him with full body weight. The quarterback is protected from being tackled with full body weight. My ruling was roughing the passer for that reason. So then the follow-up from the reporter, the fact the ball came out before the quarterback landed on the ground and the player landed on the quarterback, does that negate the penalty at all? No, because he still gets passing protection until he can defend himself. So with him being in a passing posture and actually attempting to make a pass without the ball, I added that part, sorry. He's going to get full protection until the time he can actually protect himself. The fact that the ball came out and was subsequently recovered by the defense is not relevant (laughs) as far as the protection the quarterback gets. So nothing changes as far as the rule when he loses the ball. That's the follow-up again. Just as if he had thrown the ball, he still gets protection. It's the same here. It's just a loose ball of another sort. But he would still get protection that is afforded to players in a passing posture. That extends after he's no longer in control of the ball. All right. Uh, So anyway, regardless of whether or not he has the ball, he's a quarterback. And so he might as well have a red jersey on. But also the fact that Chris Jones did attempt to brace himself with his free arm. Apparently, that was not visible to Carl Sheffers. Marco, would you like to weigh in? Hello, Marco. Hi. You're just you're you're contemplating over there. I can see your brain working. Nah, I just, look, I, I get what he's saying. I, I I I look. If you're let's say if you're throwing in motion and the ball gets stripped behind you, the quarterback from the blind side, and somebody else pops you in the helmet. Yeah, it's still going to wind up being a rough for the pass or the penalty, even though you don't have the football. So I get what he's saying. The problem is. Chris Jones almost, I, I mean, I think I'd land on the couch harder than he landed on Derek Carr. Like, you, you have to use your 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 common sense sometimes and see I it. Test. And I, I test. I get it. I get it. These things move fast, and it's hard sometimes to see it, but that's your job. Like, I hate to tell you, like, your job's hard. I get it, but your job's hard. So, tough. That's basically what it comes yeah, down to. You're supposed to, to be so, the best in the business. Yeah, it's just, it's not. I, I, I know that if you land full body weight, I don't have to like that rule, but that's a real rule, so that's what it is. 
He did not use his entire body weight, and he did the best he could to avoid Derek Carr while also grabbing the football. To be honest, what Chris Jones did athletically is pretty remarkable for a guy of his size. I know. He's 325 pounds, and he managed to keep the ball in his right arm and put his left arm down to the ground. Yeah, and almost kind of like nudge Derek Carr aside nudge. as he's falling. Seriously, like... Ooh, I'm going to have can, to go back and watch that. You I can didn't see that part. He doesn't want to hurt <laughs> Derek Carr as he's going to the ground. To have the presence of mind to do that while you're going full speed and stripping the ball and recovering and at the same What he did was a ridiculously athletic play. I know. And the official just flat out botched it. Like he's a some kind of ballet star or something. It's mean, phenomenal. Just, just I'll, I'll be fair. Between these two... And they're both brutal calls. Egregious, yes. Both brutal calls. And Jerome Boger actually didn't use the full body weight, said that he flung Tom Brady. Brady Flung him. Which. Flung him like he's a rag doll. Again, asinine if you actually watch the play. But (laughs) if if Jerome Boger would have said that Brady Jarrett used his full body weight, I would have at least listened because he kind of rolled over on top of him. Now, granted, the reason why he was kind of Pushing him aside was because Brady was kicking him. That's why Brady Jarrett, when he was getting off, Tom Brady was actually kicking him. So it was kind of the way he came <laughs> off the box. So I, at least I understood that. On first view, I can see where he would have thought full body weight. Flung him. Now, now we're going too flung far. Flung him. Again. That's so funny. You can't fling Tom Brady anywhere. <laughs> yeah, saying, like, like as much as we want to, and I'm all for protecting flung. the quarterbacks. Like I get, I don't want to hit him high. I don't hit him low. Like I'm, I'm all, I'm with it. I, I hear you. I get it. We all want them to play. But at some point, like, can we give the defensive player some ability to make a play? Yeah. I mean, we're not asking for a level playing field because that's too far gone. No, but, but at least allow them to tackle. They just tackle. Just that's don't it. defy the law of gravity. Like, how do you <laughs> how do you want them to do something? Okay. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. These things. We have to go over it. <laughs> I just I don't get it. Like, hey, there's no. a lot of bad football from what I watch. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. 
Okay, so we're running a little late. We're going to get to the actual game coming up next. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Center snap, fakes the handoff, got the block from the left tackle, then throws a pass down the middle. He's got a receiver. Over the shoulder, catch 20 by Adams. 15, outraces the defender of the 10, the 5, touchdown Las Vegas. What a pass by Carr. A 58 yard catch and run by Devontae Adams on fourth and one. The Raiders strike first and have taken an early lead at Arrowhead Stadium. It's second and goal, Kansas City one, Carr in the gun. He's moving his tight end, Horstead. There's the shotgun snap, the handoff to Jacobs, he cuts, he goes over the center, drives between the hash marks, touchdown Raiders! Josh Jacobs from a yard away, sledgehammering his way in, and the Raiders have stunned the crowd a minute into the second quarter, on top 13-0 over the Chiefs. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Let's try to talk about the actual game until we hit the top of the hour. That only gives me about six minutes, so I will not talk as much and allow Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, our local calls to take over. But it was a 17-0 lead for Vegas midway through the second quarter. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Travis Kelsey, obviously one of the best tight ends the NFL has ever seen. He's now top five all-time in yardage, recently passed Rob Gronkowski. Seems like because of his longevity, he's in his early 30s. I think he's 33. Every time he steps on the field now and he's effective, he continues to climb the charts a little bit because it is the age of the tight end in the NFL, to be sure. We've got some pretty amazing tight ends. And so his first touchdown gets the Chiefs on the board. Uh, And then we get that roughing the passer call late in the second quarter. We'll get back to a top of the hour. Uh, We're asking you, if you're on the NFL competition committee, how would you define roughing the passer? So find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. But we'll put that aside for now because the majority of our first hour has been spent on that, though we do have more reaction. It actually lit a fire under the Chiefs. After the Raiders tacked on a field goal, courtesy of the drive being extended and the ball being given back to them following the roughing the passer call, it was an opportunity for the Chiefs to answer right before the half, and they did. And when Matt Wright hit the 58-yard field goal, the crowd that was still booing the officials, it went up in roars. I mean, it was phenomenal, The not only the atmosphere, but the support. And did you notice it got really chippy on the field after that? Patrick Mahomes is, had to be, well, I don't think he was pushed aside, but it, it, Andy Reid tried to get him to back up off the field because he's screaming at Raiders, I'm here, I'm right here. Okay, badass. That was beautiful. <laughs> Anyway, it got really chippy, and there was a lot of extracurricular conversation going on in the field. So it was a 10-point spread still in favor of the Raiders at halftime, and Travis Kelsey takes over the third quarter. Mahomes with McKinnon stationed to his left. Kelsey, the walking boss, goes in motion to the left. They flood the left side. Caught by Kelsey, and into the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City shielding the defender like he does so well and then spinning that shoulder into the end zone and the Chiefs start the third quarter with a touchdown drive. Mahomes takes the snap at the one and the five. 
In trouble, moves out past Crosby. Fires it late. Kelsey at the catch inside the 10. Stiff arms one. Now two. Now three. Stumbles into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. A hat trick for Travis Kelsey. An eight-yard touchdown catch. His third TD of the night. And the Chiefs have the lead for the first time in the game. All the way back. All the way back from 17 points down. If you're a Raiders fan, you already know this. Second time this year, the Raiders have coughed up a 17-point lead. Though they've lost by very small margins in all four of their losses, they continue to have trouble protecting leads. I know the Ravens can identify, but they also have trouble playing an entire 60 minutes of football. And so Travis gets his second and third touchdowns in the third quarter. And as you hear with Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio, that puts them in front. But, oh, he's not done. There's more for Travis Kelsey. 24-23 Chiefs. First down and goal to go at the one. They're going to throw it. Near side it is. Call a touchdown! Kansas City, Travis Kelsey, one, two, three, four touchdown receptions. This time on a play-action fake. And the Chiefs may go for two, leading 30-23. to 23. Once again, Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. Now, here's where it gets oh so entertaining uh, in terms of the Raiders and their decisions, their end-of-game decisions. Uh, and Josh McDaniels, we'll hear from him after the top of the hour. But as the Chiefs are sitting on a one-point lead, because Devontae Adams then gets into the end zone on his second long TD of the night, Man, he and Derek Carr definitely do have a connection that predates their time with the Raiders. They're trailing by 1.30 to 29. And the Raiders decide to go for two, which would give them the lead, not the tie. Now, we've seen this multiple times. Brian Dayball, Giants, week number one. But this is different. It's different because you're assuming that the Chiefs aren't going to be able to do anything with the football. Anyway, regardless, that's the the call that Josh McDaniels makes. And then on top of that, they do get the ball back, and the end of game couldn't have gone worse for the Raiders. Raiders going for two for the lead. Carr raises the right leg, hands it off to Jacobs. Jacobs piling forward. They're not going to give it to him. They did not get it. They did not get it. The Raiders did not get the two-point conversion. Colin Saunders looks like he clogged the drain. 14 seconds on the play clock. Chiefs showing a run blitz. The car is going to throw a play action. Here comes a blitz. They throw it to the left side. Incidental contact. The pass is overthrown. It is incomplete. I'm looking for flags. I see none. The Chiefs have held on fourth down and one on a blitz on car at 41 seconds to go in the game to preserve a 30 to 29 lead. See what I mean? It couldn't have gone worse for Las Vegas at the end. I hope you weren't betting on the Raiders, although I don't really know anything about the spread. But not only do they see Josh Jacobs stuffed at the line when he goes for two. I mean, Josh Jacobs had a career-high rushing yards, uh, and he was amazing. They, They really were unable to stop him, but they stuffed him on the goal line, leaving the Raiders trailing 30 to 29. Then when they get the ball back... On fourth and one, they try a pass play only to have Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro take each other out. They run into each other. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 